MAPE is a trusted partner to wood floor installation professionals everywhere. For over 30 years, we've provided quality products for moisture mitigation, subfloor preparation, adhesives, and finishing. No matter the size, venue, species of wood, or project complexity, MAPE is sure to be there with industry-leading product and technical support. A proud sponsor of the NWFA, visit us at www.mape.com. Hello, this is Michael Martin, President and CEO of the National Wood Flooring Association, and you're listening to the Real Answers Podcast. Today with me, I have Chris Zizza, as usual, out of our Boston area of CNR Flooring. And we also have a special guest with us today, Steve Bratton from SVB Floors out of the Kansas City area. So welcome, guys. How are you doing today? Doing well, Michael. Thanks for having us. Game on. Glad to be here. I got to tell you guys, we are in the studio in uh, St. Louis, and I'm kind of happy to be back. Um, FU COVID. <laughs> we're back we are we're we're uh we're a little different than we have been numbers are starting to go up so we have masks again in the building sometimes uh when we have guests in so that's a little different than it has been so what are you guys seeing is are you seeing things change with covid out there so mike i i like what you just said you know we're, we're you know our masks back you know we've got a class going on this year uh this week here at nwfa so masks are are being worn because we're pretty well populated uh in here but what we're finding with our clients is when i walk to the door if i'm if i'm doing a sales call I, as you guys know i you know i wear a mask around my neck and i can pull it up over my mouth and nose at any given moment and that's it's almost like become permanent it's always around my neck i know i even see it on the podcast like I can just visualize it's it. It's so yeah, there. You can see it, guys. Yeah. Trust me. Um, but the the point is, when the client walks to the door, you know, you can always look through the side light or or the the window on the door, and I can see them walking from, you know, across the room. If they have a mask on, I pull the mask right up, and we're all comfortable from the moment I walk in the door. If they don't have a mask on, I don't pull it up. And when they open the door, I go, listen, I, I have my mask with me. I don't know what your comfort level is. So I'd like to respect that. Uh, it's your home. I'm fully vaccinated. And I get the COVID talk right out of the way. And it's almost played one-to-one. If they show up wearing a mask, they're expecting me to put one on. And if they're not wearing one when they open the door, they tend to be pretty relaxed. Steve, what about you? You know, I, I think it depends on where you're at in the country. Uh, we just had a mask order put back into play. You know, for the Kansas City area, not all the surrounding counties are necessarily under that same mask mandate. But as you walk up to these clients' homes, like you said, you know, I think at that point you just need to find out what their preference is. Would they, you know, do they prefer that you have it on? Are they comfortable with you not having it on? And you've got to kind of go from there and see what their preference is. You know what? Let let me jump in with this thought. Uh, it doesn't. It it's not about masks, but it applies here. Um, my wife always tells me whenever I'm going to post anything on Facebook or anywhere on social media, she always says, be careful what you're posting about your opinions and stay away from politics and religion because 50% of the time people agree with you and 50% of the time they don't agree with you. That means half of your clientele are going away. So I think you need to remind yourself that we're in the service business, whatever your policy might be on a mask, I think air on the side of caution and be prepared with the mask to make the client comfortable. Cause what you really want is the flooring job. You know, and we, we just ran across a situation where we had a client ask us for the medical records and vaccination cards of any, and or all of our employees that 
may have been vaccinated, had asked us to double mask, had asked us to wear gloves. I mean, it, he, he basically had sent us a contract back. One thing that, you know, we all need to keep in mind is, you know, there's a certain privacy act out there that we need to make sure we protect for all of our, you know, team members and or employees. And, you know, I think you need to really think about that prior to giving up that information. Well, I mean, listening to you tell that story about a client who wants all that kind of information, for me, that's that's as much a red flag as when I ring the doorbell at the front door and they tell me to walk to the back door because that's where the service entrance is. So um, on the COVID side, if somebody wanted all that info and intel on my employees, we'd walk from that job. I just see too much trouble there. Um, when they tell me to go to the service entrance, I don't mind that one. I, all you did was tell me where I am in your pecking order. I'm going to step it up on service and price and I'm going to do the best job I've had and I'm going to make the most money I can. Yeah. And we, uh, actually decided to walk away from that project. And I think he's probably going to have a difficult time finding any other flooring contractor, remodeler, painter, whoever it might be to, you know, give them that information and work in their actual home. Yeah. In those circumstances, I think you're right. So, Pulse check. I mean, this is where we are. It's, it's, you know, I guess Michael would just say we're post COVID or we're still, we're in a part of COVID that is yet again uncharted, you know? So how do you run your business? You know, it's not just COVID right now because everybody's business is in fact is affected. So we have inventory problems. Um, Steve, you and I were talking off mic earlier about, uh, the obvious, you know, we run companies in similar size, you know, multiple truck, multiple crew operations. And you've got the single truck guy out there who oftentimes has less overhead than we do. And he can usually, you know, slaughter us in a price war. Let's put it that way. Uh, and he would grab his pickup truck and he could run over or his van and he could run over to the supply house and pick up 500 feet and go and do uh, a quick living room, dining room. I don't see that happening right now with the with the shortages on material. What, what do you think? You know, based off of some of the conversations I've had with some of these different distribution centers around the country, I'm hearing anywhere from a three-week window to a 12-week window on getting something as simple as a two-and-a-quarter, you know, strip floor. Two-and-a-quarter, three-and-a-quarter oak. Yeah. yeah, you call up, hey, I need 400. This happened to me. I needed 400 feet to two-and-a-quarter, three-and-a-quarter from a supplier. And my office said... I called three suppliers. We don't have it. So I made, you know, more calls uh, to hire up. We got the wood we need because of the business we give. Um, they, they obviously pulled it from somebody else's order. But we're fighting over 400 feet of two and a quarter, three and a quarter. They, we just moved our location. So our warehouse is pretty trimmed down right now. And I regret that we're pretty trimmed down right now. You know, early on this year, we kind of had an idea it was coming. So we, we bought a little bit heavier than normal. We've you know, literally dated all the pallets on, you know, when they came in, what truck they came in on. You know, we take readings on the, the pallets prior to, you know, being stored or put away. You know, that's an opportunity that we had that not everybody else has. And it's, you know, put us in a little bit better of a spot. But some of that inventory is starting to, you know, whittle down to almost nothing now where we're back in the mix of trying to, make some additional deals with with mills right now which no mill wants to make any deals no mill wants to sell a truck load right now because of the fact that they can't keep up with it and i know this is an overall challenge across the board and i'm going to refer back to an earlier podcast that chris was on and you know he he made it a point on that podcast to say hey when you're out there with that client 
get the deposit, get it signed off on, get that material secured because some of these mills are raising the, you know, the price point 10 to 15 cents a week. I mean, if you get eight weeks down the road, that could be a huge, huge differential from when you estimated the project itself. So, you know, try and secure that material. If you don't have the facility to put it at, maybe that client will let you drop it off there a little bit earlier and put it in that living room. Or if you've, you know, got the additional space, store it where you can. No, distribution, you know, so great point. And we did talk about this on an earlier podcast. So distribution will hold it for you. The answer is, you know, we used to walk around guys, you do a measure, you know, the job six weeks away. And let's say it's a small job. It's only 800 feet. So you don't go out and order that 800 feet because the job's six weeks away. You put the job on your calendar, but you don't order the wood. You can't do that right now. You love that the job is six weeks away. Trust me on that one. And you need to call the distributor. You need to order it. You need them to send you the confirmation code and the paperwork on that and show that it's earmarked and that you're going to be delivering it in six weeks. Lock it down and get the deposit. That is the only way to do business right now. And I don't think it's a price gouge time. Uh, you know, I never really like to get into, you know, how much margin or, or what things are supposed to cost or any of that. I think you need to work with your distributor or wherever you're buying your wood and you know, you know how you need to sell it. But the answer is fulfill the quote right away. Don't stall on that. Get the deposit, secure the purchases and then go to scheduling. That's how you have to do it right now because you could get caught calling a customer and saying, yeah, that wood didn't come in. Well, that's going to be a monster problem for you because you're going to look unprofessional. And guys, it's not just wood. I mean, it's everything. Every one of you know that at this point, but the manufacturers themselves are running into bigger shortages week by week, whether it's resins, whether it, you know, that's used for a finish or, you know, adhesives being on a shortage or sandpapers being, being on a shortage. I would state, you know, when you get those deposits, if you've got a little bit of that additional cash flow left over, buy that extra box of sandpaper, buy that extra case of finish, just let it stock glue. up. Whether, whether, yeah, adhesive. I had to step on you there. Glue. Holy crap. Yeah. I mean, we've, we've ordered and ordered and we've got pallets of adhesive on waiting lists right now. So it's going to continue to be a challenge based off of what we're hearing. I don't think it's going to free up anytime soon. So any anything extra that you can do to make sure you've got the material in the barn and you know, in stock, I, I would jump on it if I were you. So are you seeing a shift at all between new home construction and, and remodel? On our side in Kansas City, um, I would say 90% of our our builders jumped ship from unfinished material and went over to prefinished just because of the fact that unfinished pricing has gotten so high now. It makes more sense for them to, you know, go with the prefinished product. Interesting. Um, you know, we've, we've had that funny market right now where pre-finished and unfinished are, you know, they're kind of at a 50-50 right now. It's, it's really the price of the house that drives what product they're using. If it's a million-dollar home, and I'm not cavalier about saying a million-dollar home is a cheap home, but in my marketplace, you know, it's approaching, uh, you know, middle level. And, uh, you know, half a million is entry level right now for, for the Boston area. Um, Million dollar homes are putting in pre-finished floors, but three million dollar homes 
are doing, you know, still doing the fancy. It's five inch. It's long. It's rifting quartered. It's all rift. I have a quote right now. Uh, anyone out there in the wood flooring industry wants a little bit of a laugh right now. I have a guy who's demanding 5,800 feet of eight inch rift. Yeah. Okay. Well, good luck to you on that one, Chris. Hundred <laughs> percent rift, no zero. This is what the quote says, or the the spec. Hundred percent eight inch rift, zero tolerance for any fleck. Guess how much that's going to cost, and how long it's going to take to get get. Maybe you can find it on sale somewhere, dude. I felt like Rodney Dangerfield in the in the movie Back to School. They're like, where do we put our fictitious company? I know. How about Disney World? Because that's the only place you're going to find fifty eight hundred feet of eight inch rift with zero fleck. Ain't going to happen. Um, but we quoted it, so it's a crazy world. Let's talk about where where you are with your people. New hires, no new hires. What's going on in the company, Steve? You know, we've we've got people showing back up for interviews. And, you know, it's funny. We just put an application or, you know, we put an ad out on Facebook last week for some additional help in the office for front desk receptionists. And I'd say that was probably last Thursday. We've already had 30 applicants come in and resumes at this point. So we're starting to see a little bit of a turnaround there. Um, we've also been interviewing quite a few additional guys for out on the field. All right. So... We kind of, if you think back, Michael, I mean, I want to say we were in June-ish when, um, or might have been July when we had uh, the Bowtie Economist on. And, Correct. Yeah. And he was, uh, he was, ta- Elliot, and he was talking about, you know, you're going to start to see people, they're going to have to come back to work end of August into September. So, Guys, if you've been discouraged about finding help, you know, Steve and I are, are right now putting ads out there and people are coming in. We had we had a, a company drop a card in our office last week asking if he could work with us. So I, I think it's time if you need help, put the inquiry out. And I think that's a great sign, by the way. Yeah, it is. You know, and we were worried about it in the 28 years that I've been in the industry, it's one of those things where I've never, ever seen a situation that we've been under over the last year as far as getting guys to come in and apply for jobs. Well, I'd, I'm, we've never been a political show. We're not going to start today. But, <laughs> you know, it, the policies are going to be over in the middle of September, and they have to go back to work if they like to eat. They do. So that's a good point, Chris. What, do you, what else are you seeing out there as far as, you know, some of the other things we've covered along with the economic outlook and kind of how things are going within your companies? Uh, we had special guests on to talk about shipping. Are you seeing any changes there? Anything happening uh, on getting materials in faster from away? Uh, well, I mean, shipping's still a little crazy and the demand on plywood is still a little crazy. But let's back up and remind ourselves that it was a lot crazy. I mean, it was nuts. And so I've seen some numbers recently that were better. By no means are they back where they were. I think we're a long way from that. But I don't think they're going to keep, you know, they were doubling on, uh, you know, every three weeks shipping doubled, you know, it was 4,000. Then, you know, then it was 8,000. Then I was hearing 12,000. I heard containers at 17 coming out of China. I've seen some calmness in those waters and that makes me a little relaxed and encouraged because some of the wood coming in, some of that European live sawn is some great stuff. And so that's on the shipping side of life. Then we had to move some wood around domestically and 
we were getting trucking numbers on a, you know, it wasn't a large order. It was like 3,600 feet. We had to ship halfway across the country. And I got numbers from $1,400 to $4,800. I mean, that's a pretty big difference. And happy to say we went with the $1,400 guy and he produced. It was a referral from a much larger company than us. So maybe we got paid attention to, but my point is somebody was willing to be competitive for a change. Another maybe slight turning point. I'm seeing things look a little better. Good. What are you seeing, Steve? How's the Midwest? You know, we're, we're still here in the slow. The, <laughs> don't hate I don't me. mean the people. <laughs> Yeehaw. Uh, we're still here in the, you know, the shipping surcharge issues. I mean, you're hearing it across the board. I would say, you know, Europe is not as much of an issue as far as the overall cost. I'm hearing, you know, eight to 10 grand per container, you know, stuff coming from whether it's Cambodia or China or wherever it may be coming from. I've heard that's anywhere from 25 to 30 grand per container. And guys, something you have to think about here, as much as I hate having to pay the additional fees and surcharges as well. I mean, you've got to think about how many pallets of adhesive can go into one of those containers? How many square foot of hardwood can go into one of those containers? Now break down that additional shipping cost. And, you know, that could be a buck, buck 50 more per square foot on the material, you know, what, which what they're currently calling, you know, a, a shipping surcharge itself. But, you know, overall, I mean, you, you used to be able to get a container ship for roughly about two grand. And if we're jumping all the way up to 30, it's, it's going to affect the price of the material. Once again, goes back to secure that material before we get into additional increases. Absolutely. You know, um, you got to know what you're going to buy. You can't predict what you're going to get for sales. Um, but you have to be able to be reliable enough to have some product in your warehouse or at your access. So cut the deals where you need to and sell. That's what we're doing. And we're training. We're still training. You all guys, I've said it before. It's still necessary to always invest in training new employees. Somebody may want to go or somebody's not going to work out and you need a bench. You got to fill from the bench. I agree with you, Chris. All right, guys, you've been listening to the Real Answers Podcast. That's a good place for us to stop today. We are going to have Steve back on for another episode, though, so tune in in a couple of weeks. Yeah, uh, just before we go, speaking of backup, uh, Steve's son Vito's in the studio today. And Vito, if you are listening, I just want to let you know that CNR Flooring is hiring, and we pay all the moving costs. Third generation, it's not that important. Come on over here and see in our flooring. Well, Chris. he did say earlier that he had to make up his own title, so I don't know what kind of operation Steve's running when he can't get his son a title. Vito, but would you like a title? Would you like, yeah, we can find you a title somewhere else in the country. Just so everyone knows, we're going to put the gloves on after this, so Chris isn't back tomorrow for this podcast. Uh, I apologize in advance. Vito, at CNR Flooring, we have a succession plan, and you're a part of it. <laughs> hey, guys, thanks for listening. Keep it real out there, and uh, good luck with whatever you're working on. See you, everyone. Make it a great day. <laughs> <laughs>